the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, guys. This is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I have to play this audio for you okay. of um, these politicians in St. Vincent going off on one another. Where's St. Vincent? Um, in the Caribbean. Okay. It's like north of Trinidad. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Cool. Yep. So this is in like their House of Parliament. And it's one politician named St. Clair Leacock going in that is on a name, huh? Going in on the Prime Minister of St. Vincent named Ralph Gonzalez. Okay. Okay. And by no com- like this is <laughs> I don't know how old this is. I just saw it the other day and I just had to play it for you guys. Okay. okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, but just for comparison, before I play for you what these two were saying to mm-hmm. one another. Mm-hmm. This is what happens in, like, Canadian politics okay. when politicians are going in on one another. Just as an example, okay? Mr. Yep. Speaker, we have found out that the government ordered 14 full-size cardboard cutouts of the Prime Minister. Oh. Oh. I'd like to give him a chance to explain this, but I'm worried that his explanation might fall flat. Oh. <laughs> to just paper over this explanation. So instead of his one-dimensional answers, will the Prime Minister tell us, shouldn't this idea have just gone into the recycle bin? You know what? I gotta run for office just because I want to sit there and go, Yeah, (laughs) you tell him. You tell him. Right? And then in Calgary, I think this happened. Why isn't the government talking about how to retain skilled labor? Why isn't the infrastructure minister talking about how to implement infrastructure funds and get construction workers back to work in Alberta? Why does this government treat Alberta like a fart in the room that nobody (laughs) wants to talk about or acknowledge? That is where my constituents have been at with this government for over a year. Damn. Point of order, the honorable member for uh, Saanich uh, Gulf Islands. Interrupt my friend in her speech, but... I heard her say a word that I know is distinctly unparliamentary. Fart? And I think she may want to withdraw it. The word was F-A-R-T. Wait for it. The Honourable uh, men, uh, Member for Calgary Signal Hill. Are, we, are you serious, Mr. Speaker? Like, is my colleague actually serious? I just gave an impassioned speech that's about supporting thing. Alberta jobs, and that's what the leader of a political party stands up and has to say. No, I don't withdraw it. No, no I don't withdraw it. No, thanks. Gosh, a bunch of tools. Okay, so by Jesus. comparison. Okay, yeah. Here is what happens in St. Vincent when okay. one politician is yelling at the... Prime Minister okay, of St. Vincent. here we go. Something wrong with you, you know? But, 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 no, just a minute. Yes. Something really rise, wrong with you. May I rise? In the most gentle Why don't you way. shut up and oh, stop insulting people? Shut up, last people. Shut up, shut up, shut up and stop insulting people. Ralph, shut up. I've, uh, shut no, no, no. up, Ralph. Honorable members. You're just being ignorant and stupid. I am on Ralph, my feet. nobody can be more Every stupid than you. Honorable <laughs> members. Talk to him. Honorable <laughs> members, please take your seat. First names, huh? Yeah. Ralph. <laughs> Shut up, Ralph. 
Like, no Robbie, honor, nobody can be more stupid than you. <laughs> Yo, no. You're talking to the prime minister. No, no honorable, no prime minister, oh. no Mr. This. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Ralph. Something <laughs> <laughs> wrong with you, you know? no, but, 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 no, just a minute. Something yeah. really rise, wrong with you. May I rise? In the most Why don't you way. shut up and oh, stop insulting people? Oh, you shut up, shut up and stop insulting people. Ralph, shut up. Shut up, Ralph. Honorable members. Just being ignorant and stupid. Ralph, nobody can be more stupid than you. Honorable members. Talk to him. Honorable members, please take your seat. They sound like brothers. You know what I mean? They sound like like every single one of my uncles when they when they drink a little too much and they start arguing. Shut up, Ralph. You're stupid. <laughs> Nobody can be more stupid than you. Could you imagine? Oh, wow. oh man. Goodness. See, I, yeah. Man. I'll tell oh. you. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Now, every day when we get here to the Roz and Mocha studios, mm-hmm. I'm always first. Yes. Followed by Shem, mm-hmm. then Dammit Mori, mm-hmm. and then you, Roz. Yeah. Today, however, I'm here early, mm-hmm. as I always am. At about quarter to four. Mm-hmm. Maury walks in. Damn it, Maury. At like 4.30 maybe? Maybe sooner than that? That's early for him. Very. Yeah. And I was like, what are you doing here so early? Yeah. Maury then says, I got kicked out of the bedroom, had to sleep on the couch, couldn't sleep, so <laughs> came in. <laughs> so I, at that point, I didn't respond because <laughs> no. I figured, yeah. We all might as well just share yeah, this story thank together. You, thank you, though. Right? Thank you. So what happened? Why did you, What time did you get kicked out of the, the bedroom? I got kicked out at 2-something in the morning, 2.15. Okay, what why? happened? I was sleeping perfectly, mm-hmm. yeah. and then I got slugged in the back by my husband, Matthew, and he's like, you're snoring and breathing again, and you need to go and seek help. <laughs> and, like in the moment? And I'm like... Like in the living room? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you just woke me up. He's like, and I'll continue to wake you up until you stop snoring. He's like, go and sleep in the living room right now. He goes, this is unfair to me, is what he said. Why didn't he get up and leave? That's my problem I with s- the person who is awake when somebody yes. is snoring. You get up and leave. And, and he said, I shouldn't... That? I said, I go, you go out there. He goes, no, why should I... Because you're snoring. Why should I sacrifice my comfort? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why should I sacrifice mine? So were you able to fall back to sleep again or no? No, I was lying on the couch just staring at something, like a dot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I, I, you know when you try and fall asleep, it makes you feel even more tired? Because mm-hmm. it's it's hard to try. Shem, It's exhausting. Bruh, I'm trying to you, fall man. asleep is exhausting. Oh, the worst. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you want to borrow Shem's sleep apnea mask? I may need uh, to. probably not yeah. sanitary. Well, you should get one. Why don't, why don't we, I'm going to suggest this. Is there a sleep apnea mask, Shem, where there is a like a, a a face mask for you and then connected to it is a face mask for somebody else so you guys could sleep face to face. Oh, you mean like a couple's mask? Yeah, like, like a couple's oh, mask. A couple CPAP? Yes. Oh, right? That sounds romantic. Yeah. Uh, probably unsanitary, but yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, because I guess you would be breathing in each other's <laughs> exactly. mouths, right? Oh. What, about, what about a double hose yeah. to the same machine? Uh, it Mori already has that. It doesn't work. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't help. Didn't help. That's why I got kicked out. <laughs> Didn't help. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Well, here we are, folks. It's March 1st. Yep. February went by so so quickly. It did. 28 days, no leap year. 
and as we do at the end of every month or at the beginning of every month, as we look back at the previous month, mm-hmm. Shem, executive producer of the Ronza Mocha Show, the one who writes and sings all the songs, um, uh, once a month puts together a Ronza Mocha monthly recap. Yeah. To look back at some of the... I don't even remember what the beginning <laughs> of this month was like, to be honest with you. It was 28 days. How do you not remember? <laughs> I don't know. Because... Short, shortest month of the year. <laughs> I know, but just, I feel, I know it's short, but I just feel like so much has gone on. Yeah. That's what she said. We had a lot, man. <laughs> a lot this month. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so here we go, Shem, looking back at the month of February. Oh, nice. Oh, no. <laughs> nice. Ooh, hey there. Welcome back to another KISS recap. So much went on this month. Pink and Christina reignited their feud. Beyonce announced the tour. Black History Month. Oh yeah, of course. Valentine's Day. Let's get this going right now (laughs) on the Rod Smoker Show. DJ Climax is a KISS recap. Here we go. Yeah. LeBron, the top scorer. Tom Brady retired. Chinese balloon that spied. Ben Affleck looking all pissed off. Rihanna at the Super Bowl. Beyonce keeps winning. Watch with these damn UFOs. Those earthquakes, damn, they were so wrong. John Torre, what you doing? Oh, no. Wildin', damn, homie. I'm sad, though. Tina's leaving. Ass Club reunion. John Torre, what you doing? Damn, man. Wildin', damn, homie. I'm sad, though. Tina's leaving. Ass Club Yo. Oh. John Tory. John Tory is the, like, yo, guys, that yeah, was like yo. three weeks ago. When you make the chorus, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know. If you know, you know. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. I was driving through the city the other day, and I realized that when something that you're so used to seeing just disappears, like I don't know how long it's been. And it really started to freak me out yesterday. Okay. When did they take away all the newspaper boxes? Oh, my God. I don't know. No, hold on. That's a good question. I haven't seen one in years. There's postal boxes. Yeah, there's there's now garbage cans and there's like Canada Post boxes. Mm -hmm. But where did all the, when did they take all the newspaper boxes away? Because I guess you have to go into a store to buy it. But how long? I went, like they're gone. Like they were on every corner, lined up. All yeah. of them. And I don't know when we went from having newspaper boxes. Like, did it go from, like, six on a corner to then four to then two and then there was one? Or did they just get rid of all of them all at once? I haven't been paying that close attention. So it says this 20, is, a new article I'm reading says 2013. No! <laughs> Yo, 10 years? Shut up! Bruh. 2013. The slow demise of the newspaper box is the headline. Okay, but... The, it's but, like but you when, just woke up out of a coma. Okay. Yeah, the slow, de- <laughs> the slow demise. I didn't just wake up out of a coma, jackass. <laughs> no! I went to the corner to buy a copy of The Sun. Yeah, yeah, and then I was arguing with Rox because I picked her up from school and I'm like, hey, Rox, let me, let me give you some dad uh, wisdom here. Let's have an oh, adult no. conversation. I was yeah. like, there's no more newspaper boxes. And first she was like, she didn't care at all. She and then, like, oh, 
And then, and then she was like, yes, there is. There's one right by our house. And I was like, where by your house? She's like, by the church, right by the fire hydrant. And I was like, where? And then we drove down that street. She's like, oh, oh my God. When did they take it away? And I'm like, this is what I'm saying. Oh. Gone. All of them gone. But I wanted to read you this. Uh, when it comes to uh, uh, adults, like, because people will never know what it's like to put, you know, a dollar in a newspaper box and mm. pull out three because that's what we all did, right? Oh, yeah. Um, or you bang the side and it opens on the yeah, Come on, Maury. <laughs> in case I bring it back, you can't give out all the secrets. <laughs> vandalism. Okay? So, so I just, that's all they were for, was thieving and vandalism. Um, or or so I opened one time and there's a dookie in there. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh, yes! Oh, yes. Yeah. And I wonder yeah. why they're gone, right? Yeah. People used to keep their coats in them sometimes, right? Like in the, in the Now Magazine one, where really? it, you didn't have to put any money in it to open it. Uh, anyway, so at, let's consider adults to be like, let's say 21 and older, right? So okay. let me read you some stats from, uh, from this uh, survey that they did here. 7% of adults have never sent a letter in the mail. Really? 11% of adults uh, have never owned a landline phone. That's not too shocking. 18% of adults have never used dial-up internet. And then we get down to 20% of adults have never played video games in an arcade. Hmm. That's 10% of adults have never used a printer at home. Oh, jeez. I've Good never one. owned a printer at home. You've never owned a printer at home. There's one here at work. <laughs> I know. Do you have a printer Maury at home? Yeah. Do you? Maury does use company paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we got one at home. You do, huh? Yes. Do you have a printer at home, Shem? I sure do. You do? Yeah, man. Interesting. Okay. Why? When you can do it here. Okay. 15% uh, of adults have never paid for something with a check. Oh, I, I paid for something with a check? We still do guess, from maybe. our joint account. With a check? Yeah. What when, do you give a check to? Actually, in order for us to rent the theater in our condo, you have to give a check. A check? Yeah. Do you have checks, Shem? I do. I oh, well, The last time I had to pay for a check was to the courts when I got divorced. Oh. oh. That was the last time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. We welcome back in studio to the Roz and Mocha Show. The Roz and Mocha Studios. The one, the only, Scott McGilvery and Brian Bobler, ladies and gentlemen! What's going on? It's our first time here together. It is, and hopefully our last. Yeah, yeah. We'll together. See. We'll, oh, see. Wow. we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> Ten seconds in, you guys still can't get along, huh? <laughs> we try, we and try. And you know what's so funny? So when watching episode one of Reno Resort, by the way, HGTV, this Sunday, 10 p.m., you guys are the exact same, like you did the same thing. We can't. Yeah, you can't it. stand in front of each other without like roasting each other. The amount it's too easy. He's it's too, look at how much I have to work with here. <laughs> <laughs> There's more footage that had to be deleted than there yeah. is in the show. Yeah, it's so true. Whose idea was this to pair the two of you up for this show? That's a good who's, question. Who's gonna take the blame <laughs> for that? <laughs> we talked you know what? We talked about it. We talked about it. You know, we've we both invest in real estate and and some commercial properties and stuff and um, and I picked up this one and I said, you know what, this could be interesting, an interesting way to get some new talent, right? Not just watching, like who wants to watch Brian do anything anymore, <laughs> right? So let, let's get some, let's get some competitors in here and you and I can work with them and try something different, right? Like yeah. a real, bring the people here, 
Let, unleash them onto these properties and see what happens. And let Scott take the financial risk. I was <laughs> just going to say. <laughs> just got to show up with a bulldozer. A couple of tools. He's I, was, I was just going to say, like, when you see, you know, when you see Brian on set, are you, like, worried at times that he's not taking your money seriously enough? <laughs> Brian's never taken my money or his seriously either. This, you know, the, the real truth is Scott has begged uh, me for years oh, you know he needs somebody to watch his show he's been begging me for years just come just come with me i just need some eyeballs and i find i felt bad and i said okay so scott you have th this property this yeah. investment property mm -hmm. which you guys come together and tear down completely Correct. but the two of you are not the only ones that are uh bringing it all back to life or creating new life explain how uh you were able to find these competitors and and what their task is uh with this show because yeah, we're not competing on well the show. i mean we we compete for attention <laughs> and affection but but we we searched for skilled talented design build teams yeah yeah uh, all across north america and we wanted to bring some people in that that would impress us that you know we could learn a few things from and, and we could watch some some new creativity go and and we got we got four amazing very different teams oh my gosh yeah and you know what things are you gotta you gotta evolve too with yeah. these shows and brian and i've talked about all these different influencers and people on social media reaching out to us dming us and it's like what do we do like people want to work on these shows people want to mm -hmm. They want to show their talents. They're claiming that they are, you know, uh, gurus in this space. So we're like, okay, let's put this together. Let's kind of scour not just Canada, but we actually brought in people from Canada and the United States. Yeah. And that's never been done before is to have kind of a North American challenge competition, build design competition. Um, and I, I kind of felt like as we were doing this, we were we were finding like, just some really interesting individuals and answering yep. the questions that have been coming in through social for so long. Uh, Scott McGilvery and Brian Baumler are here. They got a new show debuting Sunday night at 10 on HGTV called Rental Resort. Do you ever get people who walk in and think they know more than you? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every, Scott gets people that walk in that do know more than him oh, every day. Oh, dude. But I, I love the dynamic between the two of you and I, th and I, I know that uh, that audiences do as well. And you guys have sort of set it up as like team captains, right? Yeah. You yeah. know that you compete well against each other, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but do you compete well as a legitimate team? Because I know Scott you listen to this show and play the games that we do on this show. You pull Every me aside. Day. You, when Every we were day. doing, what was it, Secret Word that we were doing? Mystery Word. Mystery with Word. Ellie, with Ellie Golding. Yeah, I thought I had it. Right? I thought I had like, it. So frustrated. So um, <laughs> we know that you know Matchy Matchy. Do you know Matchy Matchy, Brian? I, I wish I could say yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. I play Matchy Matchy. but then I think I, I, I'm, I'm screaming at you guys, though. Okay. I'm screaming because well, Who are you screaming at more? Me or Roz? Uh, Roz. <laughs> <laughs> but to be but to be uh, fair, Mocha, you you always get it wrong. <laughs> okay, thanks. But Roz gets close, which is really frustrating. <laughs> I 
actually don't know if that deserves like a to be fair, but right, <laughs> right. So and it, and it, and it's Razamoka's 10K matchy matchy word game. Yeah. Um, can we play with you guys? Want to play? Oh heck yeah! Okay, oh, so I need, I need a quick run. We, we will break it all down for okay. you. And okay. again, there's no money at stake here. Okay. Okay, hold on. Just stop everything, everyone. Scott McGilvery, Brian Baumler are here. Uh, the new show is called Reno Resort, debuting Sunday night, 10 p.m. HGTV. We will be playing matchy matchy with Scott and Brian in just a couple of minutes. Hang tight. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. All right, we're going to play Matchy Matchy real quick. Uh, no money involved, guys. Yeah, the, the song is fine. the song, but you are not winning $10,000. Why are we playing? Well, wait a second. <laughs> right. I, nobody told me that. My kids will be so obsessed. We do not have 10K to give away, we do not. but this is oh. Matchy Matchy Celebrity Edition. Um, Scott McGilvery, Brian Baumler are here. Now, this game is played, it's very simple. <laughs> you guys will be paired up as a team. Oh no! Oh, come on! Oh no! Come on! That's a terrible idea. It's no, you're terrible. going to be playing together. Like you will. Okay, so here's what's okay. gonna here's what's gonna happen. Okay, is we're going to give Scott five words. Yeah. All he has to do is say the first thing that comes to his mind for each. This could go horribly wrong. Oh boy! <laughs> While we're giving Scott his five words, you will not be able to hear. Oh. Then when we come back, we're gonna give you, Brian, those same five words. To see if you guess the same ones that Scott did. And if you both match on all five, that's how you win the game. Okay. Oh, this is going to be so much harder than I anticipated. <laughs> I was I was thinking, <laughs> I, I'm like, I know exactly what Roz is going to say. <laughs> I even have studied. I know what Mocha is going to say. But Brian, oh, like, oh, you did, you, you're you just going to be, we're going to go 0 for 5. I, I you guys spend right so here. much time together. That is yeah, why I, I know this is not going to work. Again, I, yeah. The resort. problem is, I know what whatever he says, I won't be able to repeat on the radio. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Reno Resort, by the way, on HGTV this Sunday, 10 p.m. Should we get into it, Ross? Yes. Yeah, so we have to figure out a way to um, black out uh, Brian's headphones. I think Brian should just stand on the <laughs> oh, outside yeah. of this yeah, door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soundproof. Yeah. Let's, let's get bring you outside. No, Actually, gonna, let's get Brian right out of the room. Yeah, That'd be nice. Gonna for, building, okay, a moment. Okay, actually. Brian is leaving the room. He's leaving the room. Scott McGilvery. <sighs> you know, I'm going to say something. Well, Brian's not here. Actually, I got lots of things to say. <laughs> <laughs> He's not here. Okay. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, there's there's a system to winning this. There's like a hack to winning this. Okay. And I feel like all the viewers out there are. A lot of them are dialed in, but. It's it's really about picking the most generic associated word or opposite of what you say. If you go specific, yeah, you lose every time. Okay. Okay. All right. Anyway. Okay. Scott McGilvery, you're up first. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Scott. Yeah. Your first word is power. Oh man. Team. Power team. I don't know. That's one's going to be a tough one. Your second word is laminate. Flooring. Your third word is Canadian. American. Your fourth word is nail. Gun. I should have said screw. 
Your fifth word is home. Oh, I got to think about that one for a second. Home. Uh, I, I, I got to say house. <laughs> okay. okay. I say house. You just broke every single rule. I you broke said every rule that I said to win this game. <laughs> you just came in here. I spit facts. <laughs> Trying to spit back about how the game should be played. Oh, oh my god! Okay. And then you crack. The I totally screwed this up. It's so much harder than it okay. sounds when like you're sitting okay. in your car. Okay, okay. Oh, I should have said. Okay. See, I didn't realize there was a theme until the second word. Oh, Brian Baumler is back in the room. Oh boy! Celebrity of, edition of Rosamond's 10K Matchy Matchy Word Game is going to be a mess. Scott McGilvery, Brian Baumler here. By the way, Reno Resort HGTV this Sunday night at 10 o'clock. Brian, um, welcome back to uh, Razamoka's 10K Matchy Matchy Word Game. Brian Baumler, Scott McGilvery. Uh, we're going to give you the same five words we gave Scott. All you have to do is say the first thing that comes to your mind, and if you match, you guys win. On, well, on, on the first all five. thing for each word? First thing for each word. Just a, is any word that goes with that word. Okay. Okay. Okay, are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I'm terrified. Okay, get your finger on the other one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to win. Okay. Oh, I guess have no what? confidence okay. left. <laughs> then you shouldn't have invited me. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Here, here we, we go. go. Here, here we go. go. Here we go. Here we go. Brian, your first word is power. Tool. I knew it. Incorrect. Uh, your partner, Scott McGilvery, said team. Power team. What? I know. What is That's this? Let's just motivation let's just, camp. Let's just go through the rest. <laughs> yeah. Let's just okay. go through the rest. Power team. Uh, uh, your second word would have been laminate, flooring. Correct. Your third word, Canadian, uh, maple. Incorrect. Uh, what did Scott, you say? Scott said, said American. American. That, that's an anti-word. I know, okay. but it's, uh, anyway. It's, um, <laughs> okay. Uh, your fourth word was nail, <laughs> hammer. Incorrect. Scott said gun. Nail gun. Okay. And uh, your fourth, fifth, and final word is home. <laughs> this was. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. I like that one. No, Scott, Scott, Scott one. said house. House. Oh, home. House. Did, now, home. did he say house or house? He said house. house. Yeah. House. Okay. Not so easy, is it, McGilvery? Oh, man. I take back everything I've said in the car. I'm like, how could you lose this? Ugh. Gilbert, Brian Baumler, Jeez. thank you guys so much. Uh, oh my gosh. For coming back in and visiting us on the Raza Mocha Show. Reno Resort, HGTV, this Sunday night at 10 o'clock. Fellas, we love you guys. Thank you so much. We love, guys. You too. love you too. <laughs> the Raza Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. It's too bad that Scott McGilvery and Brian Baumler had to get out of here so quickly. <laughs> uh, their show, by the way, is Run a Resort Sunday night, HGTV at 10 o'clock. That was fun. Because I'm the amount of now. texts that we're getting on the Razamoka text line, going back to the fact that Scott McGilvery and our very own Shem sound so much alike. I know, <laughs> I know. We've t we've had them both on before. They've done yes. reading the Reading the same lines, and it's indistinguishable. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Tripped me out a little bit when he's in the room. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it's weird. Somebody right? asked if uh, can Shem interview Scott. They sound the same. I know. Isn't that wild? Scott and Shem sound exactly the same. And then they said to Shem, "You could sub for him on the show if he ever gets sick." <laughs>
Yeah, you could do all those VOs, Shem. Another take that person check. Because I'm uh, sure he hates doing that stuff. It's still weird to me that Scott and Shem sound so much alike. Yeah, I'm sure he hates having to go in and do all the voice work for his own show. I'll take the check. Yeah, sure. you should. <laughs> yeah. well, by the way, <laughs> I would. This is what Scott McGilvery sounded like just now when we were talking to him about the new show. We talked, you know what? We talked about it. We talked about it. You know, we've we both invest in real estate and and some commercial properties and stuff. And right, yeah, that sounds <laughs> just like Shem. Oh man, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird to hear that. It's super Do, weird. In your head, does it sound like you? You know, at first, yeah. When we did it, like I guess, like a couple of years ago, yeah. Um, I didn't hear it, and then when you had us both read like similar lines, yeah. Even my mother was like, "No, that's the same person," <laughs> and that was really strange. Yeah, yeah, super weird, super weird. Yeah, it's wild, huh? That's crazy. Because you know what's interesting though is like I I when I hear Scott I'm like oh it's a like it's a it's a pretty distinct unique voice but when I hear you Shem it just it matches perfectly you know what I mean like yeah. it, it's not well, a lot of people who don't think my voice matches the way that I look though right but like, I but I only know you, I I have never just heard you though sure right like sure. I've I've never I don't have that yeah uh, somebody said I went to school with Scott McGilvery listening to Shem is like listening to Scott on the morning announcements. <laughs> <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Man, everybody hates King Charles, huh? <laughs> Nobody wants to show up to his party. <laughs> so funny. That's the morning. Oh no! So the palace—they're getting ready for this big the coronation of the king, right? And where they present him and gets the crown, and like it's already official, but they got to make it like official, official with the party. So they have this guest list of performers that they their wish list of who they want to perform and elton john spice girls harry styles ed sheeran and adele are like the top five on the list and every single one of them said no i mean you can't be surprised that elton john said no no elton john he's on his like what is it like a five-year goodbye tour because elton john was huge like close friends with diana yeah, but those are those are like the UK heavy hitters. Yeah, and big all time. five said no. Every single one of them said no. Um, so Elton John said he because he's on that tour. Harry Styles is like continuously on tour. I think his tour has been for like a, almost a year, a year. now. Yep. Um, Ed Sheeran said that he's on tour. Adele just flat out said no. Did not give a reason. But I gotta assume it's because of the. It's sure. because of the uh, the Vegas show, I right? think Ed Sheeran said no because he's friends with Elton John and the two spoke and they're Elton okay, John's well, yeah, like, Yeah, they're best friends. Do, they're best friends, yeah, right? You, yeah, and you can't, you can't go. You yeah, can't do that. What a look it would be for any of them. I mean, they don't need to perform no, at the coronation, but it's still a massive look for them. And Spice Girls said it would be too difficult to arrange everyone's schedule um, for, something, for something like this. Although the Spice Girls have... You know, it's always been talked about a, a big reunion, and but the reunion wouldn't be this. Like, but the re- exactly, this. thank you. The the reunion that they, or I guess that the fans would want to see, would not be this. They would have to make it their own and make it a bigger moment. Right? Maybe he should go hip hop. No way! Why not, man? Make Ooh. it a party. <laughs> Stormzy, <laughs> little baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, like now, Li- I guess Lionel Richie's the only one to say yes, right? Oh, that's gonna be a lonely stage. <laughs> 
Lionel Richie, uh, Robbie Williams, I think, is someone that they've asked. And Ollie Muirs. Oh, boo. Well. That's boring as hell. Like, I remember we played like a couple of Ollie Muirs songs, but I, I could not tell you the names of them. Or, oh. I don't know, is he big, like, still in the UK? He yeah. has a huge following. Yeah. yeah. Big in the UK for sure, but mm, I don't know. Because it, this is going to be like a global spectacle, right? It's also a downgrade from Harry Styles. Let's oh, be real, right? And like, Adele. And Adele. And Elton John. And Spice Girls. And Spice Girls. And Ed Sheeran. <sighs> so ain't nobody like King Charles this time around. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. On Creed 3, here we go. He's out promoting the movie Michael B. Jordan, and he had this incredibly awkward interview on the red carpet. So the backstory of this is the the woman he's talking to, the host, his name, her name is uh, Laurel. And a little while ago on her podcast called uh, The Undressing Room, she was talking about how she used to go to school years ago with Michael B. Jordan. And she goes, you know what's crazy? I went to school with Michael B. Jordan at a point in his life. And to be honest with you, we teased him all the time because his name was Michael Jordan. Uh, let's start there. And he was no Michael Jordan. She goes on to say he would also come to school with a headshot. We lived in Newark. That's the hood. We would make fun of him. What are you going to do with your stupid headshot? And now look at him. <laughs> okay. Not so, only starring in Creed 3, but directed Creed 3. Okay. So that's what she said on her podcast. And then she's covering the red carpet for Creed 3. Mm -hmm. And Michael B. Jordan remembers her and calls her out for calling him corny. You know, we know each other. We go way back all the way to Chad Science in Newark, okay? The corny kid, right? <laughs> no, I did not say that. Misquoted for sure. No, you did not hear me say I said we used to make fun of the name. But yeah, he is obviously killing things out here. <laughs> and you know, so I watched the video and Michael B. Jordan's demeanor oh. as soon as he saw her. Yeah. He was just like not into it whatsoever yeah. he was like just get me out of here yeah yeah the, and cor point, the corny kid right yeah and then um jonathan Oof. majors walks over and like michael Oof. b like completely ignores this woman yeah. to give daps to 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 um jonathan majors and then like wraps up the interview there are way uh, worse things than corny yeah but i think that it was because he used to bring his headshot to school and they were all like you know what are you gonna do with your stupid headshot you know you become famous and yeah exactly too, yeah. but you, you don't know that at the time so anyway so here is uh laurel because this went viral and everybody started going in on her and she obviously had to address it the narrative is definitely still pushed. I, I feel like I admitted exactly what I said. And then even those words got turned around. When I told the story, it was super lighthearted. It wasn't even in the sense of me breaking down the entire school experience. FYI, we went to school together for one year. So the narrative that I bullied him all throughout high school, this was seventh grade. We were like 12 years old and everybody made fun of each other. And then like, I would get joke on because of my complexion. And, you know, I went to a predominantly black school. So it's like white girl, you know, oh, your boy, you now you're mocking me because of my boy. We made fun of each other. That was school. You know, that was one year. Again, I've never bullied him. That just sounds so outrageous to me, like me bullying 
Michael B. Jordan his whole life. Wouldn't we have heard about this before this? <laughs> yeah, I do feel like he took everything out of it. It gave the Will Smith thing where it's like, you know, he's heard numerous people probably call him this before because this is not something we haven't heard, right? <laughs> I just never said it. I've defended him numerous times just because of the fact that I did have a rapport with him. And I never said we were best friends. I never said, you know, we were cool. And that was just yeah. that. Like, it was important enough or a memory enough for you to tell it on your podcast. <laughs> did she just say, I wasn't the only one that called him corny. Yeah, like everybody, like everybody <laughs> called him corny. Right. <laughs> Michael B can show up to that school but, and fight everyone. But I will say though the headlines for this are Michael B Michael B. Jordan comes face to face with his high school bully. Oh. You know what I mean? Like those are the those are the headlines. Come on. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Hell of a Story. Mark, welcome to Roz and Mocha's Hell of a Story. When and where does your hell of a story take place? So it was two thousand and eight, was in Istanbul. And I just arrived there after Russia invaded Georgia. Okay, wow. The other Georgia, Maury. <laughs> <laughs> and you're traveling alone or with somebody? I was alone, yeah. Okay, so, so what, what happened? happened? So I got there. It was, it was beautiful. It was everything I thought it was going to be. And I wanted to see all the sights. So I decided I was going to go first to see the Whirling Dervishes. Mm -hmm. um, Explain who the Whirling Dervishes are. Sufi dancers. Yeah, I guess Sufism is like a kind of like a, a religion or a spiritual belief system, uh -huh. and they were dancing at the um, Serkeji uh, uh, terminal, which is like the end terminal of the Orient Express. Gotcha. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, it's a big show. Yeah. yeah. So I go um, and I'm walking through the streets, but I never got there. Um, as I'm going through the streets, all these carpet people are calling out to me because there's a lot of carpet shops. Like every fourth store seems like a carpet shop. Yeah. And uh, they're calling out for me to come. And there's this one guy who's persistently following me. And he is talking to me really friendly. And he introduces himself as Tolga. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, he asked me my name. I said my name was Mark. And uh, he just keeps saying to me, I have the best carpet shop in all of Istanbul. And I'm like, <laughs> Tolga. I'm pretty sure I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's like, no, no, it's the best. You need to come and see. I'll take you to the back. I'll show you the best stuff uh, that I have. And he's like, no, 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 you need to come. You need to come. And I'm going to offer you some uh, Turkish tea. <sighs> he said that. And I was like, oh, man, because it's sort of like a hospitality friendship thing. And so I felt like if I didn't take it, I was going to be a a jerk. Okay, hold on here. So you're walking around the streets of Istanbul alone. Yeah. And there's carpet yeah. shops everywhere. Anybody who's ever traveled, you know, the vendors are all over tourists, yeah. right? Yeah. So he's like, I yeah. have the best carpets. I have the best carpets. And you're like, yeah, I know. I've heard that before. And then he was like, wait, what if I offer you tea? And you were then like, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I was, you know, I, <laughs> Got him. I, I felt like I was going to be a jerk if I didn't take it. Okay. So he takes me. Uh, down a street and up another street and we come to this shop and it really is a nice shop. <laughs> okay, okay. It was like the nicest shop I'd seen. Okay. And, this guy, this guy was spitting facts all along. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> and he keeps walking towards the back and he turns and looks over his shoulder and he's like, that's crap. Come with me. Oh, so, no. So I'm like, okay. And I go with him to the back and there's these double doors and we walk through and I stepped through those doors and I was like, oh, I looked and he, he like changed. It was like he flipped the switch. 
and uh, looked like a different guy. And suddenly I noticed him for how he looked, like he was like shorter than me, but like built like a bull. And he had all these aggressive tattoos down his arms. And uh, he's just looking at me coldly. And there's these four guys in the room, in each corner of the room. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I turn and I look behind me and the two guys behind me are slowly closing the doors. Oh, my goodness. Mark. In front of them. Mark. At this moment, did you think you were going to be killed? It, of course, crossed my mind. Like, I, I, I did think about the possibility of different things. Okay. Um, so he looks, I look back at Tolga, and he gestures to this lone chair sitting in the middle of the room. And I look at the chair, and he's like, sit. And so I walk over, and I sit. He, he picks up this stool, and he, he comes over to me, and he places the stool right in front of me, like right in front of me. Yeah. And he sits. And his knee is between my legs. And he's face to face with me. And he starts asking me these questions. And he's like, you know, what are you doing in Istanbul? And immediately I'm like, I'm a teacher from Canada. I'm here to see the sights. I'm traveling. And he's like not really listening to me. And he just says, do do you work for the American? (laughs) Oh, my God. And I'm like... (laughs) <laughs> what? No, no, I'm Canadian. And he's like, are you here because of the Russians? <laughs> because I called myself a teacher. He ca- starts using the word teacher really sarcastically. And he's like, <laughs> okay, teacher. So what are you doing here really? And, he, and he's going on like that. I was there for many hours. Oh, my God. <gasps> oh, yeah. Many Mark. hours I was there. It was really stressful. <laughs> and then... He comes in and he starts to tell me about their organization and the operations they're doing. And he's talking about running guns. He's talking about smuggling people over borders. He even mentions like Mexico-American border. He's like telling me all this stuff. And I literally want to put my hands in my ears and be like, la, 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 la. I don't want to know any of this. And we're like face to face. And I said very exaggeratedly, Tolga. I'm just a teacher. I don't need your help. And I gave him the slightest smile. And then he like exploded off of his his stool and he was like, ah, you see, I told you. And he said it to the, one of the guys that never spoke. And he turns back to me and he's all happy again, like the tall guy I saw on the street. And he's like, okay, teacher. Okay, teacher. Really sarcastically. And he pats me on the knee. He's like, you can go now. And I'm like, I can. And I was nervous. Like, I didn't know if he was being serious. And I sort of slowly stood up and I turn and the doors are open and I start to walk out. And there's another guy out there in the carpet shop. And Tolga says, this is my brother. He'll walk out with you. He leads towards me and he says, have you ever seen the show Six Feet Under? (laughs) And I'm like, no, actually, I haven't. I can't say that I have. He's like, what? It's a great show. You need to watch that show. And I'm like, okay, man, thanks for the recommendation. And then he like leans over towards me and he says, so um, where did you say you were staying in the old city? Jeez. And I just looked at him and I said, I didn't. And then he smiles and he, he nudges me in the arm and he's like, good one. 
Wow. My God. Mark, that is one hell of a story. Damn, Mark, that's nuts. Thanks so much, bro. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. and mochas fix my life what advice can you guys give me okay so my question is my question is got a problem you can't fix Roz and mocha got you selena hello welcome to the Roz and mocha show hey um what's going on girl we understand you are super sad yeah i'm just left completely shocked and blindsided and i have no idea what to do why what's going on um is an erotic massage cheating and if so, did my husband cheat on me? Oof, you wrote us this. Uh, hey, Raza, Mocha fixed my life. Uh, Mocha may have to bleep this. Um, I found out my husband had an erotic massage last week. We've been married for five months, together for almost seven years. It was apparently a... Not sure if that's different from an erotic massage. Uh, he tried to lie about it. Even when I called him out, I'm dying because I can't tell anyone. Uh, everyone thinks he's so perfect. I had a general conversation with my family about massages, and they say it is considered cheating, which makes me feel even worse. I will say out of the gate, if you, no, generally, if you have to ask if it's cheating, it's definitely cheating. Mm-hmm. How did you find out? Um, so I travel for work. Uh, sometimes it's day trips. Sometimes it's a few days in a row, whatever. Mm-hmm. I had a day trip on Friday. My husband works physical labor, and on that Friday, he had a day off. Leading up to that Friday, he mentioned that he wanted a massage a couple of times. Now, we have a massage therapist, so I didn't really think anything of it. I just thought, okay, he'll make an appointment with a massage therapist, whatever. Anyways, I get back from my day trip Friday night, asked how his day went. He said, nothing much really happened. I just rested all day. Saturday night comes around, and he's passed out on the couch early, and I just randomly get this urge to look through his phone. Oh, I don't do no. this. Like, I just, as something told me, my subconscious was like, you yeah, know, just, I don't know, just go through it. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So um, I don't do that often. I maybe look through often. his phone once or twice a year. Just Once or twice a year? Hold on, before I, you continue, I, Selena, I have to ask, has your husband done anything in the past, no. in the seven years that you guys have been together uh, to make you lose trust or question the relationship no honestly okay. we okay. have always trusted each other and just it's been great with that but i think society sometimes gets in my head about things okay, sure. so. so you okay. check his phone yeah so i check his phone and i see that he had sent a video to his friend just like a quick little snap of the massage parlor like the room and he goes love a day off like in the caption <sighs> oh yeah no and then his friend his friend mentioned something like oh like did you get a and oh. He responds, yeah, like a little, not yeah, but he was like, guilty, guilty. So I go into his bank account. (laughs) And uh, I'm pulling out all the receipts, guys. I'm pulling up everything. So I check his bank account and I see a charge from the massage place, but right before that, he had taken $40 out cash. Okay. So I'm like, listen, people don't tip on a regular massage. They, you know, put through the claim. They pay with their card, whatever. So, yeah, everything just wasn't adding up. And then I literally woke him up and I'm asking him about it. I'm like, what did you do on Friday? Like, what? And then he goes, uh, he just keeps on denying that he did anything. Just trying to act sleepy. He's like, oh, I didn't do anything, whatever. And then I was like, then what the? this oh sorry it's i don't okay. know if i'm allowed to it's say fine. that it's fine anyway so i pull up like all the receipts and then 
he's like, oh, I just got a massage. Like, just, again, trying to play it off. And I'm like, listen, you don't take $40 out for a massage. I don't know. Even to this day, like, he's still trying to play it off. Like, oh, it was an RMT massage. It was real. It was legit. If it was an RMT, he would have got a receipt for insurance, though, right? And he did. Like, apparently, to in his mind, maybe he did. I didn't ask him for a full-out receipt, but he said he could claim it through insurance. Okay. And he doesn't think that that's cheating? No. Okay. Oh, girl. I don't know. My opinion, that's fully cheating. Uh, yeah, geez. And I understand. Guys can rationalize this kind of thing because um, they can have an encounter like that with a total and complete stranger, somebody they have no emotional attachment to, and then mm-hmm. they're just on with their day, right? On with their day. Mm-hmm. Like, to them, literally means nothing. It just sort of is what it is, where that's very difficult for women to understand that you could be in that situation with another person and not care, right? Um, but guys, guys can do that. And in his mind, I'm sure in his mind, he's like, God, I didn't, that's not, who, that's, that's, that's not cheating, right? He's like, I don't even know the woman. <laughs> yeah, he's brought, he's definitely brought up that point. He's like, there's yeah. no emotional attachment. No. Like, it's not cheating. It is It is for the very simple reason that if you d- turned around and did the exact same thing, would he think you cheated on him? I honestly don't know because oh. honestly now when I when I bring it up to him, yeah. he's like, no, I wouldn't think that's cheating. Wow, like, you bull, know, obviously he's going to say that though. Bull, yeah, like I, no. I'll never know the real answer. No, and, al- and also if he's texting his friend from the inside of the room, right? This, mm-hmm. unfortunately for you, especially with the I love a day off, this was not the first time. I know, but it makes me feel like it wasn't the first time. Also, another thing to keep in mind is I've always told them, like, you can be honest with me about anything. If you felt the need to sleep with someone else or, I don't know, you wanted oh, to, God. I don't know, whatever you wanted to do. I've told them this pre-marriage and after. Just have a conversation with me about it. I'm not a closed-minded person. I just don't like to be caught off guard and I don't like to be lied to. Jeez, so your original that. question to us, Lena... <laughs> Is whether or not that what your husband did is considered cheating? Yes, it yes, is. it is. Okay. Yes, 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 fully. Yeah. He kept it from you. Um, there, yeah, everything about it is cheating. Like, yeah. just there's Damn, no, bro. there's sort of no other way around it. And if you can, you know, I don't know how you rebuild trust after that, but you seem like an open minded person that may be willing to give it a try. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Even the fact that you said to him, hey, if you ever want to, you know, if you have feelings and you need to do whatever, just, you know, let me know. And that you're an open minded individual. Like, I, I, to me, that seems like maybe he saw that as a green light of, oh, my wife's cool. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I think that I think I think that maybe your sort of coolness and openness and trying to be, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm all open. It's just all about honesty. I think that he saw that as maybe a green light. <sighs> which is my fear. That's just how I am, you know? Like, I know. How am I supposed to change that? Yeah. Now? I thought that was a good thing. I thought, you know, that would make him feel comfortable, to be honest with me. No, but. no. It makes him feel, feel comfortable to... Feel comfortable. Feel comfortable, <laughs> yes. Do yeah. you feel better, like, talking about it at least? I do feel better talking about it. I can't bring it up to anyone. Everyone thinks he's perfect, and mm. nobody would look at him the same. <laughs> right. If I... Yeah. There you go, Selena. Them, Thank so. you for joining us on Fix My Life. God... Thanks for having me. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Did you guys see that story of that guy who um, was out to sea for like 24 days and survived on packets of ketchup? Yes, that's crazy. And then, uh, First of ketchup? all, I would die. 
<laughs> I was thinking of you when I read this story. No. So this guy in uh, Dominica, back in December, he was working on his boat, and his boat drifted out at sea. Yeah. And he couldn't get back. And uh, he, all he had were packets of ketchup and garlic and, like, <laughs> like beef stock cubes. Yeah. So Like bouillon cubes? Yeah. So that's what he survived on. You know you're only supposed to look like one of those in like five cups of water, know, right? Like I that's know. concentrated. Can you suck on it? Like, like a mint? Yeah, you could. Maybe like a little bit. That is some concentrated beef. So that's three times a day for 24 days, right? Yeah. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay. That's what he survived on. Yeah. And then eventually he was rescued when a plane was flying by and they saw he had written help. On a on a piece of paper and had it on the boat, right? right. So then, what was he, was he drinking? He didn't say. He had to have water. He didn't say. Yeah, because you can't live twenty four days without water. He had to have had water. Well, he wasn't unless sea. his own was it his. Well, his, well uh, you can't drink that no, you water. Can't drink sea water. I mean, you gotta do something. Um, his own so then, pee, maybe, I guess. so it was Heinz ketchup. And then when he was rescued, Come Heinz, on now. <laughs> Heinz was like, yo, we got to find this guy. His name's Elvis, by the way, yeah, right? Elvis on. Francois. So they're looking for the guy, but the guy has like no cell phone. He's like off the grid completely. Yeah. He lives in a little town, right? And Heinz did this big campaign. To and try and find it out him? there to find the guy because they were like, listen, we heard your story. We want to buy you a boat. We want to buy you a brand new boat. Really? Yeah. So they, nobody could find him. And this news outlet out there in Dominica, um, the CEO of the company had heard that this guy lives in like the same village that he lives in and started driving around asking for him. And right. then they found him. Really? They yeah. found the guy. On land. On land. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I guess I heard like people were telling me, but I didn't know if it was real. Yeah. That Heinz was looking for me. <laughs> So they were able to communicate, and then like a phone company gave him a phone and everything because he. <laughs> no, because Listen, I, it's not how this works, right? right? You don't. Oh God! So now, now he's got a phone. Yeah, he's safe, obviously. Right. And now he's getting a new boat from Heinz. Right. Because he survived on their ketchup. I guess that's what it takes, though, right? Like, you, like all you have to do is just like hit like that. Like you, I mean, my, the guy could have died. Like, let's be honest, right? Completely. Um, but all you have to do is hit, and then every company in the world that can tie their brand to your near-death experience, of course, um, is like, hey, let's get let's get it on. Yeah. What do you need? Yeah, you need more of this, like a boat, and you know that that boat's going to be red too, right? Uh. Oh yeah, well, it's going to be shaped like a ketchup bottle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everything. Hold on, what is this, Mario? That's high, that's uh, Elvis talking about it. I was on a yacht. I was by myself. When I went adrift, that happened so rapidly, the, the boat had some issue. So that took a time to repair the boat to try to get back ashore. That is how I ended up being out there and I spent 24 days. I didn't have so much to make it, but just some um, a bottle of ketchup. I tried the seaweed, but it was not, it was too strong. Oh, okay. A bottle of ketchup. Could you, yeah, oh, but he did I what Shem said. He tried the water and it was yeah. too strong. No, you can't do that. I, I would uh, I would not be alive to tell the story. Yeah, they, would, they would find a full ketchup bottle next to my dead body. <laughs> <laughs> with, with a sign that just says, hell nah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Oh my God, we're supposed to be getting like a ton of snow. No. Hold, uh, on, hold on. Where's my... Again? Yeah, like not today. We're good today and tomorrow. Like high of two degrees... Light snow today. Don't say Friday. Bro, Friday? <laughs> Shut up, man.
It's like 20 plus centimeters Are is what they're calling me? for. Friday afternoon, evening into Saturday. I am so tired of taking my boots on and off with the laces. I'm done with this. <laughs> I had to take my boots off while driving yesterday. Why? You're not supposed to do that. Yeah, I had. A, I was at a stoplight. I had to put the the the, the truck in park because I, I realized an I, itch. You had an itch. No, no, because I was wearing like I don't know what do you call those things. What are those things? Boots. Like yeah, b- shut up. Galoshes. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, jackasses. Um, what are they called? Snowshoes. Like no, like skates. Uh, no, Uggs. Uggs. Like <laughs> yeah. the, the winter boots, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. Very I, comfortable. I, I have Sorrells and I have Uggs. I hate wearing those those things, what? right? I, I don't know. I don't I find them, them comfortable. Too. You do? I don't yeah. find them comfortable at all. No, oh, no, so not warm. for me. My socks come off in them. I don't like it. You sound like uh, my five year old. Okay. Anyway, so I'm. Do you want boots like what my son has? No, yes, that's what I love. Thank you, Maury. It's exactly what I want. Um, so I'm at a stoplight, and I go to stop, and the boots are so big that I actually I hit the brake and the gas at the same time, and the car that started going all crazy on me. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. Right? Yeah. You're giving me mis- I was signals, like sir. creeping forward, and it was all like jittery and everything yeah. else. And, uh, and I was like, what in the hell just happened? And I realized it was my big boots. So you took the boots off. So I had my, my runners, like my shoes, in my bag. And so I'm one arm reaching into the bag to try and find just the right one. Mm-hmm. And then I was at a stoplight. I put it in park and I had to try and get my big leg up and get the boot off. And then I put one shoe on. And so I drove. All within the time before the light turned before green? Before the light turned green. Yo, yeah. bravo, sir. Thank you. That's great. Thank you very much. That's because dexterity. It depends yeah. on where you are because uh, sometimes that countdown could be 25 seconds. Sometimes yep. that countdown will be 20 seconds. Thank you. You don't even notice until it's yep. like maybe 15, 16 seconds. Yep. And then I realized that it felt too weird um, only having one shoe on. So I had to wait at the next stoplight to take and the change. other boot off. Yeah. Yeah, I managed to do it. Everything's okay, guys. Nobody needs to worry about me. He <laughs> <laughs> made it out alive. I made it out alive. Yeah, I know. Contact were, the authorities. I know. Let them know everything's yeah. safe. I could. I could. I know you were concerned. <laughs> but what happened with the left foot? I know what you were thinking. Don't worry about it. Taken care of. <laughs> it's all good. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Man, this uh, weekend show, The Idol, is is a disaster. I had mean? no idea. I didn't even come out yet. I thought we were all sitting around waiting for it, and then there was some, like, whatever delays, but Rolling Stone just did this huge story on it. Okay. So Sam Levinson and The Weeknd created this show. Sam Levinson did Euphoria. Okay, sure. Okay, so this is, show. this is from Rolling Stone. 13 sources tell Rolling Stone that the idol, Sam Levinson's new show at the weekend at Lily Rose Depp, has gone wildly, disgustingly off the rails. Oh, my God. 13 so, people snitching like that? <laughs> <laughs> so they're claiming that it's darker, crazier, and more risque than even Euphoria. Okay. Now, even though the, so the show was ordered in 2021, it has been months since there's been any sort of update about the show. HBO initially wanted The Idol to premiere last fall to take over House of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. And then radio silence from everything. And then we uh, got a big trailer for it. Yes. However, after that trailer, nobody said anything. So production sources tell Rolling Stone that even they are in the dark on when the show will make it to air, claiming production was plagued by delays, reshoots, and rewrites, saying it was, let's just say, a crap show. So the first little bit of trouble was like last year when their director, um, Amy Simons, I think her name is. So she bailed on the show, right? 
with yeah. 80% of the show done. She bailed on the show. Jeez. Okay. And then so Sam Levinson came in to rewrite everything. And the entire to thing? And to what extent? Not no, just finish it? Nobody knows. But apparently it was the weekend who wanted to go back and redo things because he said that the show focused too much on the female perspective. So one source claimed that The weekend was unhappy that it focused too much on Lily Rose Depp's character. character. But she's a star. She's the star. Uh, let me read you this. A source with knowledge says that The weekend was the reason behind the shakeup, wanting to tone down the cult aspect of the storyline and pivot into something else entirely, dropping the, quote, feminist lens through which the show was being told as a result. Quote, it was like The weekend wanted the show that was all about him. Mm. And Sam Levinson was on board with that. And so in these interviews that they did with 13 members of the show's cast and crew, they learned that the delay was because Sam Levinson, who took over as director, went in and rewrote and reshot the entire show. Oh, damn, never gonna see So that trailer that came out that we all saw from that show, yeah. that show doesn't exist. This is a new show. This is a whole new show. As soon as you started telling the story about like why the problems were happening, yeah. I immediately went to... The weekend quickly realized that he was not the star of the show. Yeah. And he wants to be the star of the show and the focus of the show. So, and apparently Sam Levinson was completely on board with that. They say making it less about Lily Rose Depp's sort of falling victim to a predatory industry insider um, to somebody who basically falls for a cult leader and it is misogynistic and violent and over-sexualized. Like, the people who worked on this show have nothing good to say about the show. However, Levinson and The Weeknd did not respond, but The Weeknd did post a clip from The Idol after the Rolling Stone interview came out, yeah. and all he said was, Rolling Stone, did we upset you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.